Welcome to Blast From, Cast From. Today we're just going to talk about uh, music production. Um, any particular favourites of yours? From the history of music, the entire history of recorded music. Mm, well, George Martin. May he rest he's, in peace. What's so tasty about George Martin? He made the production sound really good. He made the Beatles. Yeah, he made them. He made them. He made the sound. George Martin, any, anybody else tickle on your fancy? Uh, loads off the top of my head right now. I can't think of anyone. Brains just George just Martin. <laughs> just George Martin. He's the only man. Yeah. Hello. And Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. First few seasons. Yeah, anyway. good, yeah. So the guy... Nile Rogers. Phil Spector. Interrupt the man. <laughs> Interrupt the man immediately. <laughs> Nile Rogers, your favourite? Nile Rogers, apparently. Yeah. Let's talk about Nile Rogers for a bit. That's first. my one. Yeah, that's your one. That's my one now. And uh, also Phil Spector. Phil Spector. Mention him. Mm-hmm. And what's so tasty about Phil Spector exactly? Was, uh, well, I heard that what uh, was tasty about him was that he started making big sound. The wall of sound. The oh, wall of okay. sound. More than what a car stereo could take, which was the what a lot of producers did at the time. Mm. They try and get the music to sound good on a car stereo, whereas his apparently sounded terrible. I never heard it on a car stereo of that era, but... Yeah, you know, driving around in the 60s. Wasn't testing out the car stereo. Although you like to buy old things. Yeah. You can buy a few car stereos. I'll buy yeah. and get your driver's license just to drive around. Oh, a dashboard through the house. Phil Spector's on tape. wall of sound. This car stereo business, that's interesting. I was watching uh, Hip Hop Evolution, a very good documentary. Um, and Rick Rubin would apparently, when he was uh, mixing, come back out to his mate's car, stick the tape in the car, listen to it. If it didn't sound like it was booming, he would take it back out, go back up his... again. That was his method for it, ah. it, finding out if it was if it was acceptable or not. So the car stereo is the key, mm. possibly. It's a good way of testing it. George yeah. Martin had this available to him. He might have been even better. Yeah. Unfortunately, he had a ceiling. At, at the... When did car stereos first become a thing? Not in the 60s. That there was yeah. no, Unless you had like a... Unless you had like a... <laughs> in the car. When they got yeah. bored of just having the car, yeah. they must have thought, what, what can we do to up this? Yeah, car's not enough anymore. It was for a little while, but but then radio was a lot better in those days. So you didn't really. It must have been fantastic, dangerous, but fantastic to be driving around at that time and listening to music. Yeah. In a car for the first time, in human history. Mm. Mm-hmm. As long as it wasn't a Phil Spector song, because that would send it awful. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about Phil Spector's later later problems, though, right? Mm. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah, Keeping away from that. That's fine. That's fine. Keeping away from the murders. Or... Speaking of Phil Spector's later problems, we are, have another guest right here. He knows a lot about music production. Introduce mm. yourself, please. He looks a bit like Phil Spector. Fifth <laughs> guy. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Phil Spector. I look like him, huh? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, my name. Yes, your name, please. Well, I am uh, Tim Shotgun Murphy. Jacket boy over here has heard me, huh? Huh? Yeah. Me and my wife talk about him all the time. He's got a jacket on every day, this guy, yeah? Keeps you, warm. And your level of expertise in this field of music production. Production. Hits! Hits. Loud hits. You like it loud? We all like it loud. Mm. Is that the key? Is that the key to a successful wave of this thing? Yeah. What successful music hits. Lighter the better, the bigger the rustle, the better the jacket, huh? <laughs> this guy. And also, in a studio, you're probably used to microphones that have got stands and all sorts of stuff. No, I love that. It just hangs from the ceiling, huh? You never heard of this. 
It's experimental. It's called swing music. Yeah. <laughs> Pioneers. Yeah. Tony Visconti as well. Mm. Oh, he's, he's his brain starts activating. He's yeah, thinking yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't warmed up before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm surprised. What do yeah, you like about him? him. <laughs> what do you think about this guy, Tony Visconti? Oh, man. Sounds delicious. Very yeah. sexy, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Visconti. And ah, forget it. And he knew how to produce. He did. Yeah. yeah. And he could play the bass guitar. Uh, probably other things as well. But I know about the bass guitar. I haven't had any dinner. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> well, we're talking about bass. That's what mm-hmm. we were talking about there. Um, you could say it's the base of our conversation, eh? Hanging mics, bass on people's backs. <laughs> That's played by another man. How do you like to arrange sort of the? Uh, what's what's your favorite type of music? What do you, what kind of? Uh, you're a rock person. You're a funk, uh, soul, rap, uh, R and B. Well, me personally, I like a little bit of jazz, eh? Oh, jazz. Uh, so nothing more free flowing. Than jazz. You could take it where you want. Beep up, scoop, then slam. Could be in. So the bass here we're we talking about, yeah. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stand up a man's bass, huh? <laughs> you put that on a man's back. Yeah, yeah you put that on a man's back. Impression of a double bass there. <laughs> oh, the boom, boom, boom. <laughs> What's your impression? Let's hear yours. Is that big, big stud? Well, no, that was good. That's what no, I'm no, saying. Yeah, you've got, you're I'm right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's complimenting it. Yeah, I knew exactly about, what you're talking about. Sure. It seemed like a d- thing to say. Yeah, I'm he, back on a minute, turn the table. No, no, I think, I think hey, I'm, so, I'm sorry to eat. You recognize the double bass. I'm, not, I'm on edge because of the coat. That's what it is. It feels like an aggressive I feel jacket. A bit, yeah. I, I feel a bit like I'm not unsettled as well. <laughs> Wearing a jacket. It's, fine. it's too late fine, now. though. We're committed it's okay to the cold. jacket. I'm unsettled because this guy gets to send drink booze. The really good stuff. You got good stuff. I can see the jacket. Thank you. Oh, can you see the jacket? I can <laughs> see the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> the jacket is visible. Yeah, I can't see any jacket. Double bass on a man's back. I'm oh, just, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just visually, sort of in my mind's eye. Right, just describe it to me. I'm going to close well, my eyes. The, the first man, he gets Stupid. up on a, on a ladder. You know, the ones you do to paint. Huh? A oh, painting ladder, yeah. Painting ladder. He gets like, up, he's, he's holding like on. We strap the bass to his back. Huh? And then the other guy comes up and you just hit and that's music. That sounds all wrong. <laughs> that's how you get the best boom, boom, booms, and he's going to take it from here. And then boom, 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 I've heard your music before. That's, he's, uh, that, he's familiar, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Ba, 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 ba. That's, uh, that's Harp with a hit. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, he knows the music. Hmm. Jimmy Valjean, eh? Like oh, no, that's, that's, that's really scat bass. Terrible. Tell me about the scat <laughs> bass. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you've got a different scat topic. Bass. <laughs> scat bass. Do you have a preference in the music that you're making? Successful music, of course, yeah. That's it. I thought there was going to be more there. No, but I'm waiting for you. It's a, a conversation of two-way street. Okay. Four-way street? Well, yeah, this time, absolutely, yeah. This is a junction. Hey, <laughs> we're all at stop. It's a roundabout, eh? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, it's right. a change of the You can still be Well, it's, it's... Where are you from? Hey, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> Clinking the teeth. 
That's on video as well. Abuse. 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 So how how much do you rate the band Metallica? Uh, out of 200. Out of 200. I would say probably a good solid 147. 147. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Yourself? 37. 30. This must oh, be the one. 37 out of 200. That's low. That's, mm. that's quite a low one. I absolutely I mean, hate the man knows Lars Ulrich. <laughs> absolutely well, detest the man. We'll get to this, uh, this uh, iconic Can figure. I amend what that is for, though? Oh, that's for, for the period of 1983 to 1991. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anything past that? We're Anything past about, that, yeah. we're talking maybe like a, a, a around about 14. <laughs> 14. So if you were going to uh, rate the entire Metallica experience, you'd have to subtract. So you'd the, have to you'd reset. Have to, it'd be like aggregate the for, the, for yeah. the later part. Because I thought that's what you did. Oh, no, I didn't. Well, so you left I, a bit of room there. It was here. 137 you gave it originally. Okay. 47. 147. I'd already done it for you then. 137 is Adam's answer. 136. That's me. Oh, you're talking about just taking the number off. Yeah. I thought you meant like working out some complex thing. Well, I have some formula that. that yeah. Like, we right, have right. to go for the whole, the so, whole Metallica yeah, experience. One, 147. Because it's a large 14 range. divided by two. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Okay. It's, uh, 136 is my answer. Okay. That's your answer. My answer, not the sum. That for the answer. entire body of work, you differentiate in between. No differentiation. You can't do that. whatsoever. You, not, you're even 150. That's fair, I think. Yeah, that's not too bad. Okay, 160. You're even the the weird Mission Impossible two song era. You're all right with that. I'm a well. bit different with stuff though, because I'll take if people peak high. I'll remember the, them for that and not worry too much about what they do when they're not doing the stuff that I really like. Right. Um, because if they manage to get up to that, that's the, that's the achievement, I so think. So you're a fan of, of Bill Cosby before the, <laughs> the, the, the recent times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> glorious high. The great to, you've got to stick with them now. I mean, you're saying you're sticking by Bill well, Cosby now. There's a, there's a heavy aggregate upon the Cosby <laughs> Humor. Yeah, there's yeah. an extra. There's an extra. Yeah. Ghost Dad was his last Something film. Something's changed. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost Dad was his last film, I think, was it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to listen to a sort of Jerry Seinfeld talk about uh, how much he enjoys Bill Cosby and not start to hate the man. Yeah. And oh, blah, blah, that, blah. So. What's the deal with Bill Cosby? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Strange man. Yeah. It's just <laughs> coffee and cars show he's got. Uh, anyway. So let's just make a let's make a clear separation, all right? There's no segue here between what we just discussed and Metallica, okay? Whatever your opinions are. So Lars Ulrich, whatever. Yeah. Let's not cast aspersions. So uh, we're talking about Metallica. Mm-hmm. Production-wise, uh, we're just going to zone in on the year 1988. Oh, yeah. Their bass player, he gets crushed by a bus. They audition several... Uh, bassist and finally land on Jason Newstead, who is their new bassist for the for the album. I bet he wish he got crushed by a bus. <laughs> Knew that was going to happen after what they did to him. <laughs> so I guess the 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 problem and the the um, the enduring issue. It's not like it's not gone unnoticed, but um, the the bass on this album just non non-existent, just disappeared entirely. Was was he a weak man? Oh, in terms of could he not um, stand he not up for stand himself? Up for himself assert yeah. himself. In he, the he, just to make it clear, even though I look at you, I'm asking the entire room. 
just I, I feel my neck naturally lies to the left. I've got, I'm wondering if everyone feels like they're being picked on by you. <laughs> if it's uh, just me. Uh, I can see where are you myself. from? Uh, where are you from? Uh, he gets the soft. Yeah. Uh, so were they sad? And they, they would thought like, you are no match for him. And therefore, there will be no base. Like if I were to take another lover was he, instead of my wife. Was he always no politely playing the base up until that point in the band? And they were like, we'll tolerate it. And then when he's he nice went, he's a nice the next guy. guy, they were like, shut that yeah. down. So that's it. interesting because on their, on their, I think we're going to do like a deep psychological delve into uh, Lars Ulrich mostly, but perhaps James Hetfield mm. as well, the, the, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the test the, uh, the apologist, the, the the enabler, uh, James Hetfield. So these are kind of the two um, the two overlords of Metallica that kind of in charge of the, the mm. whole thing. Um, Kirk Hammett, he's very gentle, sort of and, um, very very talented guitarist, mm. but not got a lot of uh, mm. input into these things. Just he, likes an easy life. Interestingly, he also replaced um, Dave Mustaine. Who then went on to to form Megadeth? A uh, lot of personality clashes with Dave Mustaine. He was a bit too, a bit too mouthy for for the two mm. for the two guys, and he mm. was shit can. <laughs> so yeah, that this is the kind of the point I was trying to get to. On their for oh, it's going around. Watch yourself. On their first demo, no life to leather. Lars Ulrich wrote it. <laughs> can I? That's can very I, difficult to say. No life to leather. No life till that leather. That is quite deep. I like the yeah because yeah, like it's dead. Title. So this is Metallica's first album. This is their demo that they, they the demo. So no life to leather yeah. till leather. Oh, till leather. No life till leather. It's gone yeah. off a cliff. Oh, yeah, man. no life to leather would have been interesting. Eh? No life to leather would be <laughs> no life wonderful. till leather. Huh? No life till leather. Correct. It's a bit of a oh, he's got it back. There we are. <laughs> mm. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Mm. So on this um, on this little tape that they had, uh, this demo tape, um, R- Lars Ul- <clears throat> mm. Lars Ulrich. This is going to be very difficult because he's a topic of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote "Turn Down Bass on Amp." Mm. This is like their right out of the gate business. So from the very start, he's had some sort of strange problem with the, aversion to bass. Aversion to bass. Mm. What what is that condition? What's the aversion to bass? I don't know if you're familiar. with I'm, I'm assuming you. You're asking me. I'm asking. Oh, the well, room. you as a producer, I don't know if they've ever the come across this. I mean, uh, does anyone else have a theory? A bit like the brown note. Hmm? Well, huh? <laughs> yeah, probably. Although I've got another theory. It could be. He's a terrible person. Well, I think yeah, huh? that's been established. <laughs> but uh, it also could be the being one half of a rhythm section. Ah, they they want to take over business. All right, the only drums, please. Yeah, this is the only rhythm we need. Is he an only child? Do we know this? Huh? No, we don't know actually. That's a good. That's a good question. I know nothing about any of them. Doesn't like to share. Certainly. Well, he does. Well, he's sharing his hair with, uh, with you know, time past <laughs> <of> time. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Giving pieces away bit mm. by bit. Aren't we? Well, in that, he can be a, a kind soul. You can yeah. say that, that he's at least giving back yeah. what he took out. So yeah, from the very start, it doesn't it doesn't like the bass. Um, the is it also interesting? I always wondered about this. So on their first album, um, "Kill 'Em All," there's a song that's Cliff Burton doing like a bass solo. Um, the title of the album is "Anesthesia" brackets pulling teeth. 
Was that? Oh. Was the title of that, do you think? Lars Ulrich really did that. Really passive-aggressive young man. Passive-aggressive. He's just gritting his teeth through the entire thing. Oh, like, the agony. Beast, 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 beast. He's just uh, furious. No wonder he's looking like he does now. I actually feel bad for the guest. What's his problem with beast? I, <laughs> this is what we're trying to get to the bottom of. Maybe his father coming into the room. Oh, oh just you haven't done your chores. I'm starting to feel really bad for this young man. Oh, that's all, yeah. So the dad just just coming with a bass. Yeah. <laughs> Time to till the fields or whatever yeah. they're doing. Have, you, have you, you know, washed up for dinner? And he's, yeah. oh, daddy, uh, dirty hands. He knows. <laughs> the low notes. Is the father just constantly got this bass <laughs> yeah. on him? Strapped his back. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm strapped I'm his good, back. A good musician. It's yeah. the, like the herald of their punishment. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Let me get this guy in the studio. I like this. You play music yourself? No. Nothing. What what do you do? You've got a great watch. Good posture. Not really. So the makings of a bassist. Oh yeah. Talented bassist. Are you? Or do you want to strap the bass to my back in your studio? Is that where we're going with this? Yeah, guilty as charged. See, speaking of posture. Oh. I like your theory, but. Wouldn't that have like kind of put him off going into music as a whole? No, that's a, that's a particular sign. You hear the, the drums you, are like the yeah frustration <laughs> exercise in the. Imagine yeah. he's in his little room. I'm not going to hit the table. You understand? I'll try my best to help him later. But uh, you know, daddy, 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 Aldi, 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 and that's him forever. He just wants to hit. He wants to just be hit. blocking out the noise of the bass Ooh, in the mm. next room. What's louder than he's the drums? What's fast. louder than the drums? Yeah, he is, the, yeah. He's certainly yeah. a very fast drummer. It's quite a gr- an aggressive cymbal hitting sort of, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, but like the louder sort of, yeah. Uh, yeah. A poor guy, you know, fellow. I mean, just shaking nightly. And then comes a handsome bassist. Which one are we talking about? Sorry, it could be, could be any. Yeah, the, the one with the, uh, yeah, It seems like he, he, he was tolerating uh, uh, Cliff Burton despite the passive aggressive titans mm-hmm. of songs, and he, you could actually hear his bass in, in a lot of the early albums. And it, what was the, the Megadeth guy? Dave Mustaine. Did he just leave and that was his cough as he left? Megadeth! <laughs> that's how much he was his wish. Yeah, Lars Ulrich just... Lars Because that's why I would scream outside of it. So we... we, we, we... <laughs> <laughs> Lars Ulrich! Megadeth! <laughs> that's entirely possible. Uh, allegedly. So th- actually, Dave Mustaine disputed this and then retold it. In various interviews, but so he he basically brought these dogs in. Allegedly, they they like got too excited and scratched some like mate's car, and then James Hetfield apparently and allegedly we have to asterisk this. This mm. is alleged, you know. Anyway, he um, allegedly uh, kicked the <laughs> out of the dog. <laughs> oh, not just once. <laughs> oh. And um, uh, so anyway, uh, Dave Mustaine got out of that um, mm. that situation at some point. Anyway. Not necessarily because yeah. the dogs. I think it was because he was um, he had his own substance abuse issues. He was apparently carried off on a bus, Greyhound bus, bus. sent. Huh? So <laughs> he kicked the dog. James Hetfield kicked the dog. James allegedly Hefield. did not take allegedly kick, kick allegedly kick the dog. Uh, James Hetfield under take kindly where did he stand? Instruction on? from Rosalbrook, who Dave Mustaine. He was the lead guitarist, um, so he was probably fine with the old bass. Well, I don't know why anyone wouldn't be fine with the bass, right? I mean, if you're a musician... So the the, <laughs> the um, argument that it's thrash metal and the bass should be drowned out by the guitar is, does not really hold because all their contemporaries had quite talented bassists that you could you could hear basically all of the bass. Yeah. And um, in fact, Megadeth, that um, 
I think we start looking into we see loving fathers as well, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> It gives Possibly. it a thud as well. It gives it a bit of a thud. Yeah, it does. Mm. It gives it a bit, bit more bit richness, bit of depth. But anyway, that's not mm. what I that think, is not what they wanted. I can almost see one thing though is if you focus <coughs> entirely on the base, and it's not just there as an invisible or like in you know like it's blending into the rest of the sound. It is quite hard to like stop listening to it. Trusive, yes. It so takes yeah. over the sound because of because it's bass. It has that that quality about Powerful it. Too. Yeah. And so I can see how maybe some people that were obsessing about the sound might think like, that's all I can hear. That's all anyone can hear. But really bass is like subliminal yeah. most of the time until you kind of start thinking about it in a song. You stand to sound a bit anti-bass for me. Yeah, I suppose. Are you getting on board with the sound? I don't, I don't, like, that, right? that, <laughs> kind of, I don't <laughs> like that direction sound, you're going. It sounded like he was describing like uh, sneakers at a basketball game. Yeah. yeah. Once you start yeah. noticing, that's all you can notice. Yes. Okay. That's the exact So you hate bass. How's your fast? So, uh, um, <laughs> James Hetfield had this very argument that the bass was doubling up on his uh, what he thought was his sort of bassy sounding guitar. So rather than you know live with it, he said, "No bass allowed." Um, he, All he your bass would belong to us. Yes. Well, this was have a bass player then. Well, that's a good question. So it's funny in the auditions. Um, the uh, audition. One of the auditionees included Les Claypool from. Uh, Primus, who's a rather famous uh, and extraordinary, <laughs> extraordinarily talented bassist. Too. Yeah. How how would you think he would have fared? How would he, how would he have enjoyed that if he if he had got the audition? Well, I mean, it would have been a shame if he was wasted, Just buried, wasted in the in the mix. Um, but I don't know that he would have really suffered that kind of. Oh, do you think? Do you think uh, he's a bit more of a speaking up for himself kind of guy? Uh, I don't, I don't know. know the guy. Maybe, maybe well, I don't just know left. So I don't just know like... personally. Well, uh, well, yeah. Or he would have done his bit, and then he would have like made like he would have kicked up a lot of shit when he left, and yeah. finally had his own thing going. Because why'd you hang about if you're not getting featured? You kind of maybe think like if you're coming like, straight from nothing though. Metallica, I mean, like, though, you know. If you if yeah. you got if if you were. Sitting in here tonight playing your bass. It means um, I could have played bass for Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> and I think anybody could have played yeah. bass for Metallica. Yeah. Even I mean, and you don't even have to be a bass player. Yeah. You don't even be, have to pretend. be able to play the bass. Yeah. I, yeah, I could have walked up as like when my life was starting, right about sixteen, and knocked on their door and said, "I think I've got a solution." <laughs> like you could have just been it's a bass figurehead. This band, just, just yeah. The, just there. So the, the 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 thing that allowed this, I guess, was the the producer was unavailable at the time, um, and they got a different producer in. They they kind of took over a wee bit. So what what would you say to that? This whole situation where the, the band's just allowed to the inmates are allowed it's just to run chaos the at that point, is it not? I mean, it's like uh, you know you're in a fine restaurant and uh, it comes the waiter, and guess what? He's cooked the meal. Blech. I don't know where he's come from. He's got clean hands. Disgusting. I don't know what the, the, the chefs come from either, I suppose. Yeah. yeah sometimes they're Could less. Anyone back then, I suppose, yes. So Maitre at least the at least the at least the waiters are done up. Okay, at least they've had a shower. Terrible analogy. It's like <laughs> it's like a, a town policing itself. There is no sheriff. Lawless. So how how would you how would you you step in you sheriff this situation? What are you what are you, what are you saying to, to Lars and, and James? They're just gonna oh get that bass time. Uh, what are you saying to these guys? Well, I'd start going. Oh, Let him know he's in charge. Daddy is in charge. 
Maybe that's what they needed, like a firm father figure to take think, charge uh, in the studio think. and just ensure that everyone got their fair day. One oh, of firm, these, firm, you know, firm, firm the wrist. Just, uh, oh, firm around the wrist. I think this no, needs. I, feel, I think this needs some base. I feel the authority there. And he would say, "Of course, Daddy." Base <laughs> included. So basically, better parenting. Parenting, as I've said. <laughs> So you just have a firm over them, strapping the base to somebody's mm. back, mm. and then and then away you go. So this is obviously a, an enduring um, uh, topic. People were commenting on where was the base? Where's the base? Why am I not here in the base? Was it an actual hunt? That, well, so fans, you know, they're, they're, this bit, oh, it's a bit tinny, isn't it? Because you can really hear that the drums mm. are sort of. Uh, how would you describe mm. the sound of the drums? It's, Super um, loud because he's very high yeah. in the mix. Yeah, quite angry as well. Just furious. And Papa. Um, Papa's got a brand new bag of no bass. <laughs> they, had, <laughs> they had an opportunity, the um, 30th anniversary, the, they were going to remaster the album, and then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay. Everyone's thinking, wow, this I is it. Some bass. I mean, you know, whatever. Maybe get like a, a remixed version of it mm-hmm. um, with the bass up. Mm-hmm. It never happened. Justification. That's how it sounded when it came out. Yeah, which is a terrible justification <laughs> for remastering something, yeah. isn't it? That's how it sounded yeah. before it was remastered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was just how much a, did this cost? That was just a just a, a, kick, a tick kick box kicking the teeth, isn't it? A tick box <laughs> exercise. People clamoring for it. No, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't <laughs> strong. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> You, yeah, you don't you don't do that. But the last time I was in the record shop, there was a a box like that big. Yeah, what's in there? Yeah, <laughs> still no bass in a, in a no massive, no bass. I mean, it was like two hundred pounds. Yeah, and you would want some bass for that, right? And there's no record in there either. No, no, it's like loads of records. Oh right. So it's like sorry, I thought I thought you meant it's a box that big. No, and no, I thought, I, you can't get a record yeah. in there either. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like some thickness. So some, it's just uh, a USB. Yeah. Some like contemporary art that they've done just to piss their fans off even more. You want bass? Look in this box. It's just an empty box. There's still no bass. Just a picture of Lars Ulrich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys a coward. Or just some, <laughs> some bass shame. strings just because, cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, simple. A smashed up guitar. Um, it's a shame because the songwriting is absolutely incredible. A, little, a wee bit more, a wee bit more bass. Yeah. So there's, there's, this is the whole thing, isn't it? We're questioning the, the production, the lack of a, a proper producer. These guys mm. just like to do as they please, just mm. t- turn the bass down. Um, we're not, we're out of two hundred. What do we, mm. <laughs> what do we score that? Uh, maybe decision? My, my, my mind now. But but we agree. Good, 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 good album. Good album. But that's that decision, album. decision making. But then any other examples of like really good albums or really good songs that you know are good. But have kind of been wasted by the production off the top of your head. Can you think of that? Metallica and <laughs> Justice for All. <laughs> yeah. We'll think of another one. Nothing that I can think of. Like, it's like a, a conscious decision. Obviously, there was a lot of um, so some of the, some thrash metal in the eighties because of the production because of the budget that they had. Mm. Uh, they would have probably liked a bit more um, a bit more oomph. And the same with uh, 
rap that, music in the 80s yeah. as well they would have liked probably a bit more that's all the same problem isn't it, it? Is, that's yeah. like not having lots yeah, of so money and professionals around like that think, sort of stuff happens apart from uh, Husker Du they seem to although they, they even the guy with the car managed though yeah yeah but Husker Du said like they, they going, recorded yeah. a lot of their albums in a in like a public toilet like on purpose yeah like they had 40 minutes to get in there with the gear, record it and get out. Yeah, that's a strange one. People have talked about remastering that, I but then I can I can agree with that. Yeah. That that being that, what that sounds like. But they, you could hear the bass in that one. Mm. There's no, I can't even make a conscious decision to drown out a, a member of your band. Yeah. Um, for 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 whatever unmysterious, mm. deep seated reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's a brilliant way to end it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start contrast to our laughing intro. <laughs> we'll just fade out. Fade out. Like so much soft bass. Fade to black, eh? Fade to oh, black. Oh, yes. Oh. The next one. Let's go again. Come on. <laughs>